On your mark, get set, go! following is a W2M Network feature presentation of Life is Like a Game Show. And here's your host moderator, Harry Broadhurst. Harry Broadhurst will not be seen tonight. Instead, I am your host, Brian Espinoza. Yay? I was going to cheer, question mark. Um, welcome to Life is Like a Game Show. Uh, this is a special episode, kind of, sort of, not really, maybe. Um, due to network circumstances beyond our control, to which that you may or may not already now be aware of. Um, at least you should be. Uh, we had to miss last week. Um, so here we are with a special YouTube and, uh, podcast, audio podcast outlet exclusive episode, uh, of Life is Like a Game Show, where we are covering, let's make a deal. You see, we're alive, it's the audience this time that's on film. Yes. Exactly. Um... And so I'm going to go ahead and bring in the wonderful rest of the gang here. Uh, as I, uh, as you heard me say moments ago, uh, Harry Broadhurst will not be seen tonight uh, at the time of recording. He had a prior engagement. and couldn't make it. Uh, shout outs to our, our wonderful friend, Harry Broadhurst. I have with me, as always, the master of the non-credible academic source, Mr. Jonathan Nielsen. Tonight I might be playing the role of Jay Stewart in a bit. And the new editor-in-chief of American Whammy Media, Mr. Eric Watkins. Eating on there will indeed be an American Whammy Media network exclusive. There is no network at the end of that. It's just American Whammy Media. American Whammy Media exclusive? What the fuck ever? I'm sober. You're, you're not that. drunk enough for me to be right? Yes, I'm not drunk. Enough for you to be right, damn it. And that is a pizza that would achieve a good Nielsen rating, unlike that Chicago monstrosity. All right, all right, all right. Let's save the uh, let's save the hijinks for uh for other appropriate shows, shall we, gentlemen? And uh, let's get into the meat and potatoes of things. Um, and lots of space down here. 
I guess I'm going to have to be the one to do the plugs this evening uh, since Watkins is stuffing his face full over there and Broadhurst mm-hmm. isn't around to do it and Nielsen's going to fuck mm-hmm. him up. So... <laughs> I have to look over here. And if now. you have issues with Brian's read of them, you could send your hate mail still to s.grammar at gmail.com. We don't have that button here yet. Oh, as a matter of fact, we do. <laughs> Somebody's on top of things tonight, apparently. <laughs> um, I mean, both of you are on top half the screen. I mean... Uh, you are, however, listening to Life is Like a Game Show, a W2M Network feature presentation as a part of American Wabby Media. Live, but not live. Uh, available to be viewed on YouTube. Uh, and if you prefer to take your podcast in an oral persuasion, um, you can find us on Spreaker, Stitcher, Podbean, CastBox, Spotify. Rate and review was five, 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 five. Five stars. Who you think you are, Booker T? Yes. It's just a Booker T. Booker T. Um, I can dig it. Can you dig it, sucker? <laughs> As you interrupt my plugs. Uh, now, where was I? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Uh, anywhere you can find podcasts is where we're live. Yeah. Stitcher, or, Spreaker, Podcast. Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Apple Pods, Google Pods, if you name it, we're on it. And again, if we're not, send your hate mail to s.garmer at gmail.com. Now, granted, as... So, so you make you make the plug for, for, for hate mail, and you can't even hit the button for hate mail. Come on now. Well, because let's, get, let's get back on top. Let's get if you're going to be on top of it, stay on top of it. First Bob of Barker all, nor- would not be amused by that. First of all, normally I'm not the one on top in a lot of different situations. Okay, I believe we talked hey, about hey, this. Hey, family, family show. show. I was just gonna say. I believe we talked about this on previous episodes of Point of Viewer, available Sunday nights. Check your archives in your various places to give that a listen. Hmm. All right. So this week, gentlemen, uh, albeit, uh, uh, you know, six days late, um, we are talking Let's Make a Deal um, with the Whelan, Dalen, Monty Hall. And um, Wayne Brady, it's almost like you've got this connection of two hosts. It's very similar to a um, Broadhurst Botkid Sports Report. Sports, sports in, in black, black and, and white. white? <laughs> Dramatic reverb. I, I if mean, you can't tell, folks, we might we might have a new producer here. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, so in order to kick us off, as always, we are going to go to as I'm about to hit the button, and I realize it's not my job to hit that button. Um, the non credible academic source, Mister Nielsen, will you please take it away? Ooh, full screen. I like this. 
So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the trading floor of the network. The trading floor of America, as they used to call the audience. And the 1963 debut of Let's Make a Deal. Now, in the very first episode, you didn't have all these crazy costumes and such. But if you wanted to catch the eye of host Monty Hall, that seemed to be a way that worked, and it caught on. And then, uh, as any other gimmick happens on this network, it also gets infringed upon. And it pretty much stuck through the entire run of the show. Just like interrupting Jonathan Nielsen being a W2M network gimmick exclusive. More on the 09 and to today version later. But, yep, Monty Hall made a name on this show. And in fact, gentlemen, if we'll go full screen, I'll show you one of the gimmicks as I'll uh, pull out a box. Now, I've got something here in this WWE oh. Money in the Bank briefcase. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. You gotta, you gotta rewind it back first. Wait, wait, no, no. I'll take the deal. I'll take the deal. Wait a minute. Wait, is that the right show? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's not deal or no deal. It's you have to get. Are you, you doing will. that too? No, doing... I, I no. didn't do it. Oh, John did it. He muted himself. Okay. Yeah. Damn it, John. Um, no, you have to give him a token something first, like a pack of gum that has a hidden dollar amount. Oh, oh, I got this. We'll just Eric, Eric, we'll let you play this time. We'll start you off with a uh, nice, generous uh, oatmeal cream pie cereal. Now, would you like to trade this oatmeal cream pie cereal for what I have right here in Briefcase. I don't know. Or do I you mean, want to? Or do you want to keep the oatmeal cream pie? I don't know. I mean, I love cream pies, but it's a big briefcase. This is how the show went, people. This is but it's, but it's cream pies. But the briefcase. I'll take the briefcase. Okay, take the briefcase. Show you what's inside. It's basically what happened to Damian Sandow's career. It turned absolutely nothing. You have been zonked. Sometimes you could win a car. Sometimes there's a goat on a scooter. Usually behind a curtain, not in a box. They're kind of hard to fit in boxes, but you get the idea. And then you had, of course, the big ending, the big deal of the day, where you went first, your top dollar money winner on the whole show, and asked, do they want to trade everything they've won? What's behind curtain number one, curtain number two, or curtain number three? Usually, one of them held a very nice automobile. And Bob, and I almost said Bob Barker. But no, it wasn't Bob Barker. It was Monty Hall. Monty Hall would announce how much the big deal of the day was worth if you took the right option. There was usually a secondary tier and then maybe... I don't know, refrigerator or range or something like that in the third. You weren't going to get absolutely nothing if you decided to take the big deal of the day. If the top winner didn't, a second highest winner would be asked. And so on until somebody took the offer. And usually there was a low enough winner where somebody would take the gamble because it'd be a no-lose scenario. And Eric Watkins will once again be seen tonight. 
Again! I had to go ahead and get some water. So, Monty Hall also meets the CanCon requirements of the network. Drinking on Air is also a W2Web Network gimmick exclusive. The only difference is this isn't alcohol. <laughs> Didn't necessarily say it had to be alcohol. If we're talking about gimmick exclusives, it's usually alcohol with this network. Not and everybody does non-alcoholic drink reviews on some podcasts. Look, I cover an equal mix of both alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink reviews, okay? Now, as Mr. Nielsen gathers his thoughts on the non-credible academic source, Oh, I've got those. So feel free to put me full screen again as I talk about Monty Harrapin, a.k.a. Monty Hall. Born August 25th, 1921 in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Oh, Canada. Thank you for that. That actually worked out very well. I think that needs to become a gimmick when we talk about Canadians in the show. Don. We lost him to age 96, September 30th, 2017 in Beverly Hills. Known for pretty much inventing, along with Stephen Hados, Hados and Hall Productions, producing the show. And yes, he's got his handprints of far in the Hollywood Hills Amphitheater at Disney's Hollywood Studios even. And before then, had some interesting... Other shows he was a part of. W-A-B-D-T-V New York. A-B-D. Eric, I got a question for you. Come on on screen for this one. Okay. What do those letters stand for? A-B-D? W-A-B-D. W-A-B-D. TV American Broadcasting Development? An inventor's name. Alan B. The network that doesn't exist anymore? Dumont. Yes, we're going back, 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 back into the 50s to Dumont. That's out of here. Yeah, it's Dumont. It is out of here. Did Strike It Rich on CBS and did some work on 21 over on NBC. Also did some radio analysis for the New York Rangers of the NHL during 59-60 season. Succeeded Jack Nars Video Village. And then 1963, moving to Southern California, met with the great, great Carol Meller. Carol Merrill. Wow, I can't talk today. And... Legendary announcer Jay Stewart, who often would bring those boxes on the stage and such when Kara was off on stage showcasing something else. A good trio for this show. And it lasted through many an incarnation up until what year did it finally get off the air? 86 and then it came back 90 to 91 so it flowed around nbc abc 
until about 76. Then the Cindy's just gobbled it up and ran with it. And on his very first few episodes, as new host Wayne Brady was getting into the mix, we'd occasionally get a cameo from the wheeler and dealer himself, Monty Hall. And what made the original show work out so well, Hall was the producer. He could call an audible hosting that show whenever he felt like it. Oh, yeah. He did he similar things. Full control. Well, he did similar things, and especially since you mentioned 86, that was also the time where he had another show that was revived where he was also a producer and the host of Split Second. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, splitting that one with Tom Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the... Uh... 86 syndication revival. Speaking of unmuting yourself. And speaking of the 86 syndication revival for the second time, because I could be perfectly heard on air, uh, we have a clip. Do we have no sound? No, we have, we have no, no sound. sound. Oh, crap. But you're seeing a lot of these crazy costumes from the 1984 all-new Let's Make a Deal with that clip. Yes, the all-new Let's Make a Deal came out the very year I was born. So I grew up watching this show. Please hold. Why, why do I have a feeling you fixed a technical difficulty or are before, fixing a technical difficulty? Before Monty passed away, he did... Uh, Sell the rights over to Fremantle Sonality Library. It's time for the all-new Let's Make a Deal. Starring TV's big dealer, Monty Hall. What a show! All the way is entering from the audience. <laughs> the man lived in the crowd. You didn't see mm-hmm. Monty ever on stage. That's where you always get to the people. You know, as he said, the biggest trading floor in America. You know, you got to smooth. You pick out the good ones. Point to those and say, I've got a deal for you. Classic Monty. You had other individuals involved in the show. Bob Hilton was there as a substitute. Placing Money Hall one season, the 1990 revival, I believe, when his health wasn't exactly 100%. And probably the closest we will ever get to politics on this show, nephew of President George H.W. Bush, cousin of W. and former Florida Governor Jeb Bush, Billy Bush, was also a part of these shows hosting itinerary. Yeah, when he wasn't on Access Hollywood. And I'm going to stop right there. And we're going to move on. Eric, I'm going to pass this one to you. Now, Wayne Brady. Now, see, as you had mentioned, Wayne Brady, who's been on uh, CBS, who's done a magnificent job carrying on his roots from whose line is it anyway and such, has taken the mantle quite well since 2009. And throwing up the, throwing up the you, 
Thank you very much. Very well appreciated. However, just as how we have the transition from Monty Hall to Wayne Brady, <coughs> you also had the uniqueness and the modernness of the show. Uh, you okay over there? You good? You good? All right, because... He's taking some deal for some hauls for that cough. See, this is why I waited. But just like with the original, it's not Wayne Brady's show on his own. Just like you couldn't necessarily have with the original Monty Hall without Jay Stewart. Now, could you? We have a clip for that. <laughs> uh, from the syndicated all-new Let's Make a Deal. Let's go to the clip. I have uh, Marty Stevens here. Hi, Marty. Hi. Okay, you're door number one that I see, right? Right. All right. Now, listen, what I have for you, a gift certificate inside there with the money attached to it, as, as we gave the young lady a few moments ago, or you could have the big box down there on the display floor. <laughs> I'll take the box. He takes the box. Take the box. We get that. He traded away. We open this up, and you just traded away $1,427, Marty. That's what you just gave away. And what do we have behind the box for Marty? For Marty, he's got himself bananas. And Carol Merrill and Jay Stewart. The original model, Carol Merrill, and the original announcer, Jay Stewart, have come back to Let's Make a Deal on this show, on our anniversary show here. Now, come on up here, you guys. Come on up here. Carol Merrill and Jay Stewart. Isn't it wonderful seeing them again? <laughs> Carol Merrill and Jay Stewart. So nice of you to come down and join us on this show, 4,600 in our series. And, uh, we're just delighted to have you with us. Gives us to say thanks to you for giving us the greatest break we ever had. We had more fun on this show than any show I've ever done, right? Are you going to tell, when do you tell Dean Goss you're taking over from him? Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I have a check here, Monty. Dean Goss did a lot in the 80s. It says for the bear. $1,427. That's what he gets? No, he passed it up. He, he passed it up? He got the bananas. Well, I, I would really like to give it to him anyway, Monty. Why? They give it to him. They go over here and give it to him. You can give her the kiss. Right. <laughs> uh, there, have a banana. Yeah, have a banana too. And that's what happens when you invite old friends back. They just give your money away. Thank you to two wonderful originals of Jay Stewart and Carol Merrill. And you stand over here and you talk to these folks because I have more deals to make over here with this young lady here. And he didn't linger. He just went, okay, next deal. So since you mentioned the number of episodes, I've got that handy also. The NBC-ABC combo, about 3,200 is the best that I've got from it on Academic Credible Source. 71 to 77, that's another 281. Eric, you ready to do this math? Okay, so am I starting a flat 3,200? Start a flat 3,200, round at the end if it's convenient. Okay. All right. Tap on 231, uh, 281 so from the 30, 70s, Cindy. So 3481. Another 195 from 1981. 36, 
76. Another 340 from the all-new Let's Make a Deal. 4,016. Another 128 from the 90 to 91. 4144. Three bushes from 2003. Forty-one, forty-seven, and it's over two thousand from Wayne what? Brady. What two thousand? So we're looking at well over six thousand. Hmm. Resume. Not saying with the moments like that you'll love about let's make a deal in general because as you saw with Bonnie Hall, Jay Stewart, and Carol Merrill, Wayne Brady does the same thing with Jonathan Magnum. Also, Magnum making appearances on other shows like The Price is Right, as we discussed previously. That kind of interplay between presenter, announcer, and audience, one of the main things that's always made Let's Make a Deal very, very signature, very key. <laughs> so among your names that you would have mentioned, you've got like your modern day, you know, Wayne Brady, Jonathan Magnum, Monty Hall, Carol Merrill, Jay Stewart, Dean Goss. Really? That's how you're going to set me up? I mean, honestly, if you're going to give me, you know, bits and moments to only come up with setups and things for all the I didn't. I'm not saying you, when I say set up for a clip, I'm not saying we have to go into it right away. I'm just saying I got a clip. Dean Goss doesn't even have a page on the non-academic credible source. But we but have a clip for that. But there's something saying American Disc Jockey several announcer roles on uh, shows in the 80s. How does he not have? That's just. Now you see why I say sometimes you go into the clip and stuff right away for when moments like this happen. I'm outraged. Outraged, damn it. <laughs> While I'm being outraged, let's have a clip. I've never done this before on the show, but I just realized I got something important to do, so I won't be back after these commercial messages. I'm just walking right out of the show. Oh. And if Dean wants to take over, it's up to him, but I'm going. Oh, no! In the 21st century, a shopper will exist like no other. The Sweepinator. Are we teasing a future episode? Night at nine. Hey. Watch these things work. Feel better with... Were those more technical difficulties? Boy, this producing job is so harder than it looks. You know, I don't believe this either. I don't believe this either. This is the first time I've ever actually seen Dean Goss. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Marty asked me to hold down the fort, and uh, I checked my social calendar and... I'm available, so let's have some fun here. I've also got money with me. I've got a... Oh, yes. And I got some cash, and I would like you three to stand right up. Isn't that a feeling of power when you can point to someone and they just go, whoa, I love it. This is very nice. We have Barbara Davies, and we have got no name tag. You'd do this to me, wouldn't you? No name tag. Can I make up a name for you? Craig. Craig Walk, is it? Yeah. And we've got Cindy Go. Goff. Goff. Like well, I'm Goss, so we can Goff. <laughs> I'll take a. I'll be Dean Goff for this one, okay? Fine. <laughs> I have got three hundred dollars for each of you. Okay, sound good? 
Why don't you hold out your hand there? Or should I put it on top of your pizza? pizza. I'll put, well, I'll give you one, two, three hundred dollars. And I've got, oh, one, two, three hundred dollars. And wait a second. Hold it a second here. You've got how much? Three hundred dollars. You have three hundred dollars. I forgot your money. Already I've made a mistake here. Already. For heaven's sakes, imagine that. Me forgetting money. Rochester didn't give me enough. You know. I tell you what, you'll be in this deal, I promise, okay? I'll never let down a goth. Okay, good. All righty. Gee, already I've messed up like that. Can you believe that? Would you do me a favor? Would you give her your $300? For what? <laughs> I thought you'd do it just because you're nice. You know, you got such nice eyes. No, I tell you what. You give her your $300, and I'll give you the box on the display floor that Karen is standing by. All right. See, I told you I'd get you in this deal. You got $300. I didn't forget your money. You've given up $300. You've got the box. Let's see what's back there for you. Oh, yes. Arranged in some nice cookware. Very nice deal. Light up your cooking with this deluxe Hardwick Century Series gas range recommended by Chef Tell. It's full featured with a self-cleaning oven and contemporary design from the Hardwick Stove Company. It retails for $995. And to make cooking a pleasure, a collection of high-quality cookware and electrical appliances from Regalware. Regal is making things better for you. The collection sells for $412.20. This deal is worth $1,407.20. Now, that's a very nice deal. Very nice deal. And you can cook a lot of pizzas in that. Thank you for being generous. You can be seated. Thank you. All right, Craig Walk. I got a similar deal. Look at this silver platter here. If I zonk you, my head's on that platter, right? Is that how that works? Well, no. <laughs> You're ready to deal, huh? Yeah. You can. All right, Craig, you got $300 here. I've got a similar deal. You can pass your $300 to Cindy, if you'd like. And I will give you curtain number three. Or, if you don't want curtain number three, I'll pass it to Cindy. Take the money. He wants the curtain. Oh, look at the money you've got now. You had nothing when we started this. You got $600. You've got curtain number three. Craig, let's take a look at what you've got behind curtain number three. Very nice, wonderful wicker furniture. Take a look at this. From Lloyd Flanders, the comfort of wicker for use indoor or out of doors. All weather wicker furniture, the heirloom series from Lloyd Flanders. The grouping sells for $769. And for that added touch, also from Lloyd Flanders, a unique all weather serving cart or plant stand for use indoors or out. The heirloom series from Lloyd Flanders. It sells for $799. Total value of this deal is $1,568. $1,500 deal for you, Craig. Again, thank you for being generous, too. All righty. Cindy, when we started this deal, I had no money for you. How much do you have now? Six hundred. You bet. Six hundred dollars cash. Mm -hmm. Now, tell you what I'm going to do for you, Cindy. You can no. think about this. You can have the six hundred dollars. Go home with it. It's done. It's yours. Never be taken away from you. Or I'll give you curtain number two. $600 for the curtain. I think I'm going to keep the money. You're going to keep the money? She started with nothing. She wanted the money. She's got the money. She keeps the money. But you are not going to believe what she turned down behind curtain number two. Let's take a look at this. Look at this. 
200 pounds of bananas. Who is that man? Does that man look familiar? <laughs> she doesn't want the top banana. We couldn't give away our top banana. There he is. He looks familiar, right? Monty, Monty, I always knew you had appeal. That is our top banana, of course. Give Dean Goss a monkey. $600. Thanks to all three of you for dealing. I say again, give. <laughs> Figures I'd get interrupted, but I'll take it. <laughs> Well played, Clark. By the <laughs> way, I did look up elsewhere where you might be able to hear the voice of Dean Goss. If you're a fan of High Rollers, the 1987 week Martindale version, that's probably his best announcing gig that he has ever had. Gene Wood, and you know also, how I like Gene Wood. Yeah, you do like Gene Wood. I also like when you unmute yourself before you talk. Because I try to mute myself to make the audio sound a lot cleaner. Well, you know what? Sometimes that just doesn't work. Unmute this man? I mean, technically, he I did. have the power. Sorry, couldn't help it. Oh, wait, I don't... All right, I already reeled the zonk in here. I can't use this again. <laughs> you know, my well, finger was hitting, was was hovering over a button there. I'll let you figure out which one you think it might have been. But you know what? I don't want to be called out by a Harry Broadhurst saying that we're too heavy-handed on things. Well, he's not here, so... I guess that makes one of you two guys the top, top banana. banana. Dramatic reference. All right, that's it, folks. You've been listening to Life to Sinking Game Show production of the W2M Network. Good night! What? No, no, no. Now, if you didn't believe me on the Dean Goss, somebody pull up my screen share. I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm no, no info. I got nothing. You, you know, you know, you know, there's this thing called trying to find an actual academic source and, you know, the internet. <coughs> You can find a credible academic source for once. Ah, the U.S. Game Show's wiki. Yeah. Yeah, all new Let's Make a Deal. Also announced for Bargain Hunters and High Rollers, as well as NBC's I'm Telling You. Slime Time and Syndication. Also sub-announcer on the $100,000 pyramid and win, lose, or draw.
He's got an official website. Of course he does. Gossradio.com. And there you have that. So, here's the rub when it comes to me talking about let's make a deal. We have a symptom here that we're experiencing on another show. We talked about already on this show. You have that one host that is synonymous with the show. And then they bring in somebody new. And nobody knows how to react. Wayne Brady is Drew Carey of Let's Make a Deal. I mean, pretty accurate assessment, yes. Both cut from the same improv comedy line of whose line is it anyway, ironically enough. So, to steal a gimmick of Mr. Harry Broadhurst, as I hit a button underneath my desk, I have a question. Brian, Hall, or Brady? Uh, oh, that's tough. Uh, actually, no. That's why I went uh, to you first. No, actually, for me, it isn't. Um, I never really fully got behind Wayne Brady. And I'm not saying that he's not doing a good job or anything. I just never fully got behind Wayne Brady. And I got to give it to Monty Hall. Got to give it to the OG who's done it for quite a number of years longer. Though Wayne Brady did have the endorsement of the previous host. So he, he did. He oh, did. Yeah. He, uh, Monty Hall did make an appearance on Wayne Brady's Let's Make a Deal. Made a comeback. In, in fact, he did a whole week's worth of appearances. They had a whole week-long themed thing with Monty Hall. Must have been sweeps week. Probably, but... Eric, same question. Honestly, for slightly different reasons, I'm also going to give it to Monty Hall. I like Wayne Brady. I love him on whose line. I know his background. And to me, it seemed like <clears throat> it was a fantastic show for him. And they really went ahead. And given that long gap of time, they molded it more of Wayne Brady's image for today, especially with the more consistent games, the more themed games, a little less random. However, I liked a lot more of the true randomness and a bit more of the faster pace of the original Let's Make a Deal with Monty Hall. You didn't feel like you were watching a 23, 25, 30-minute episode with him. You figure, bam, 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 bam. You thought you were about 10 minutes in, and the next thing you know, big deal of the day, super deal of the day. You're like, where did all of this go? I think they tried doing a little bit too much and unintentionally slowed it down a bit for Wayne Brady, and that's where it loses me a little, just a little. I do agree. I definitely do agree. Not having the man whose purse strings are attached to the show in control of the show, 
you you could tell the scriptedness has increased since Wayne Brady took over and Financial's now managing the show. Mm-hmm. So that happened. Oh, wait, you mean <laughs> Wow, okay. <laughs> you said I were, it. I had a topic in my mind <laughs> and I lost it. Like completely gone, like not there. Poof. The producer like, like, is you know, also a troll. Like my brain went off the rails. Oh wait, we don't have that one yet. Hmm. Hashtag rail check? Yes. Why do I have a feeling it's going to be coming shortly unless I do something about it? Um no, but I mean, do we do credible academic sources around here, though? <laughs> I mean, you're not... you know, we he, 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 I, we tried to find information about Dean Goss earlier. And we still ended up going with the Wikipedia. I mean, you're not entirely wrong here, but as we've mentioned, also, Eric, you did forget to mention one person on the new version, Tiffany Coin. That's 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 where Harry Broadhurst would be seen tonight if he were here. It do be fast though. He he did he did uh mention his particular affinity for, for her um and, and, in Danielle, our and Danielle Demsky and, and in our private Discord. Um Danielle Demsky, Miss USA 2004 top 15. And Miss Teen USA 1999, third runner-up. All right. All right. Actually, give me a second, guys. I'll be right back. So, so welcome to Life is Like a Game Show or whatever <laughs> well i was going to say i mean this would normally be about the time if you're expecting a whole big thing into the various bits of gameplay i mean uh, you just saw it oh okay so sorry about that i had to um reload the briefcase because brian i got a deal for you um okay you can take those very same oatmeal cream pies that eric turned down Okay. For what is now inside the Money in the Bank briefcase. Give me one second. Oh, it, he's thinking. Come on. You know me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on. You know you want to do You know what? I'll even do you one better. I'll give you a third option as I move my 50th anniversary. I'm going to take the briefcase. Away. I'm also going to give you a third option of what's in the box. So I can have what's behind door number one, door number two, or door number Effectively, three. Effectively, I just don't have three doors behind me. Um, You got I'm, the cream pies? I'm going to go with door number two. 
a briefcase. You're going to go with the briefcase. I do enjoy a good I am going to tell you what is inside of here. It's actually a package from my folks. Well, well, I, I, well, I, a package from my folks I need to open, ironically well, enough. While I do enjoy a good cream pie, I, I'm going to have to pass on the cream pie this time around. I don't normally do that, but... Neither do I. Gotta, I. I got I, I to pass on the cream pie because, you know, I think there's something better in the briefcase. Just like uh, I think Eric got something better not too recently either. It is a collection of dress shirts like I would wear when hosting the Nielsen Reigns. Ah. I would consider that effectively a zonk. <laughs> now, you can keep the cream pies. You mean the briefcase? Keep the briefcase. Keep the briefcase. Or do what, do what a certain host never did. Switch back to the cream pies. Eric, would you like to explain this conundrum that I just put Mr. Espinoza in? Mr. Statistician of the network. Well... As we can see right here, our good producer and true, Brian, is in what we call the Monty Hall problem, also formerly known as the Prisoner's Dilemma. And that's the rub. You're initially offered three different curtains. You pick one. You know one of the two you did not pick was a zonk. You have the option to switch, knowing there's still a very good prize out there. Now, believe it or not, if you look at the math behind it, because of your conditional probability, knowing one of those prizes is, a, well, one of those doors was a zonk, the prize was not there, your odds have actually increased from the original one-third to now one-half. So, you would actually be better off switching. But here's the thing, and this is what gets the casual mathematician, not statistician. Come on here. It's a fresh decision. Mm -hmm. There's two options. It's 50-50. There is no advantage. Aha ha! Au contraire, mon frère. The advantage comes in because even though it's a fresh decision, it's only fresh because you have new information. That's where the conditional probability now comes in. Those options, knowing now that you've already taken away one zonk, you only have one to worry about instead of two. But Monty knows all. The host this, is just fucking with you. This is why it's a Monty Hall problem. Also, for details, and you'll get this in the description later once we get this posted, uh, shout outs to my good followed friends over at Number File, Brady Heron and the crew. Oh, they did a number on this guy. So, Brian. Are you going to go with the odds and take that, you know, nice, fresh box? Because this is just a prop box. The fresh one's still over in the kitchen. Of delicious oatmeal cream pie cereal. Or do you want to go against the odds and take what might be the money in the bank? 
you you know how I feel about if it's a cream pie, it better be fresh. I'm just saying. That's the only way to enjoy a cream pie is fresh. I'm sorry. Family show. <laughs> it's about time he called us out on the double entendre. <laughs> um see, I I I I I go I trust the the statistical analysis of the Monty Hall problem, which is which says to switch. Because two thirds of the time getting it right by switching is better than one third of the time getting it right by staying with the briefcase that I've got. Okay. Scone with the cream pie box. See if there's anything in here besides oatmeal cream pies. Oh, Hey, there's something written on the inside of this box. Um, Congratulations, as American Whammy CEO, you just won um, the network. Well, how about that? <laughs> and so to explain this conundrum, Brian. <laughs> um, segue. Mr. Mr. Announcer Eric Watkins, can you tell us about the big deal of the day? Question yes. mark? This isn't just the big deal of the day. For all of you watching and listening throughout your various media, as it were, it's a super deal of the day. As we're going to be launching into the all-new American Whammy Media. That's all right. Thanks in part to these lovely folks. We had a little bit of a sit-down. Everything is good, and we're going to deliver more bang for your buck. More fun for your enjoyment. More value for some other word that I can't think of right We're now. We're going to double the points! <laughs> but it's going to be glorious. So we're going We're going for big bucks and no whammies? You're damn right we are in the month of May. More on that later. I'm about to say that that's okay. more 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 on that now. But I mean, you know, I'll take my own monkey first. So, yes, the W2M network that you know and love today, it's still going to be around just bigger, better and under a different name. So as you uh, Follow our various social media. You're going to be seeing subtle changes over the month of May. Don't be scared. We're all still hanging around. You can't get rid of us that easily. But there might be a few new things also coming down the road. Dot, dot, dot. You're going to need more than four whammies to throw us out of this ball game. Because <laughs> guess what? With this new network, it's going to be May. Save that one for a whole week. Sure, let's go for three. Denied. <laughs> you have no idea how hard it is to do that with a straight face. 
Eric wins because I saw him. He's laughing while the clip's going. And then he comes back and he's just like me, just straight man. I'm sitting, I tried. <sighs> it's an art form. What can I say? So what is coming on the uh, docket here for the month of May? In the month of... Actually, hold on. Sorry, I got to do this properly. So uh, can we stall for like 30 seconds? Oh, we can stall. We are very good at stalling around here. So actually, since we do have one other segment... Oh, yeah, that works. That definitely works. Um, wow, I actually got off guard by, off guard by this because I got to—I got actually seriously think here. Money Hall. I'm only going <laughs> to rate Hall and Brady because they're the only two hosts I've seen. The others get incompletes, much like Harry would do. Mm-hmm. Though NBC with three episodes of Bush. I think I might just throw a 50 at that one just because, I mean, there's probably a reason they only made three episodes. Monty Hall. TV's big dealer. This show made him a American institution. It did. Made him a Canadian institution. He put the peg on the peg and put the peg on the map. So the Winnipeg Jets never could do. More on that on a hockey podcast. And for that reason, some might call me crazy for doing this. You're crazy. I'm giving a hundred. You heard it here, folks. Money. Dealing hundred. Did Nielsen just give out his first hundred in the series history? Yes. No scandals attached to the name. Solid show the whole way through. Went out with class passing the next generation. There's no fault here. The only thing that is against him came from President Richard Nixon. When they stopped printing $500,000 bills because he couldn't use his props anymore. Wayne Brady, 85. Does a solid job, but yeah, it's 100. But Wayne Brady is still no money haul. Now I dropped that bombshell. What do you guys have to say about that? I'm. I can we get that thing going again? I, I. I am. I am shooketh. I am hashtag shooketh. I am surprised that it is. Let's make a deal that caused your first hundred to be given out on the network. I mean, I. I give like the you know the most props you could give to the 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 late great wheel and deal and Monty Hall. Um. Oh, I do have to add one thing. Mr. Watkins, you have to talk about this, perhaps. I'll, I'll let you go into the details about it. But um, season two, we were up in your neck of the woods. Do you remember? Somewhat. Paper boxes. 
Oh, yes. The foreign currency. When we did this show. Yeah, I'll let you go into that because you pulled the money. I was Jay Stewart, as I tend to be. Well, I mean, naturally, when we went ahead in the early days, as you noted, back when we were still the Season game two, second year, second event. With, uh, me knowing me with my connections with someone in the audience, I thought, all right, needed something low tech, needed something easy to run. We had uh, like a paper boxes and everything. So I'm like, all right, go to a guy in the audience. And I'm thinking, this is perfect. This is very Monty Hall-esque. I go around and I'm like, okay. My typical Saturday suit at the time, which I may still don for a certain trip in Atlanta. I have to check if it still fits. So I go, okay. I am looking for someone with a foreign currency because I happen to know. Again, this is before the days of standards and practices. Hmm. That someone was carrying, what was it, a hundred yen bill? I think it was the 100 yen bill because I was first looking for one of those golden dollar coins, which I was seeding as change in the artist alley the whole weekend. Exactly. But we didn't get any in the audience. Therefore, we went to the backup. Exactly. So from there, that's what started and making the first deal. And it's like, all right, we have this as a nice reward. You can take that or what's in an actually a very well-made paper box at the time. That our owner, Jay Stewart, happened to bring out. Yeah, because this came from uh, the Mutual Alma Mater when I was uh, raiding the copy room for paper boxes at the time. Oh, hey, he gave us the split screen. Yeah, I just um, went in and took out all the reams of paper from the boxes. And suddenly, there were no boxes of paper. There were just you know the 200-sheet reams. <laughs> and nobody knew where the boxes went. Hmm. <laughs> uh, by the, the way, our uh, department secretary, on a, on a personal note, department secretary got the PhD in audiology finally. Congratulations! On with the story, though. Oh, uh, so we go ahead and we're like, all right. The only problem was this was still when we were in pretty limited resources. So Needless to say, we really couldn't be full-on Monty Hall, at least myself, really being the big wheeler and dealer. The paper boxes and the certain gimmicks got reused for our hour-long panel. Oh, I was shuffling those box contents behind the curtains and such, like crazy during that show. Uh, but, but it was still a good time. And could it be something that we could maybe lean into, especially if we get bigger, bringing back for old time's sake. If we get the prize funding, we could definitely do it. <clears throat> now we got this guy on the team. But yeah, it was a proof of concept. It was a successful pilot, in our opinion. Oh, yeah. Have we done it since? <laughs> no. Low tech, higher budget. The problem was we were low tech and low budget. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've there's been a few shows that have uh, not gotten out of the pilot phase, if you will. Bagnabbit development hell. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I know. You saw my shirt last night, right? Mm-hmm. Calling us out and calling him out of anybody trying to be a fail caster. 
now, now that we've stalled, by the way, give your ratings before we uh, forget about this. Oh, wait a minute, Eric. Did you did you go yet? I'm sorry. I don't know if you went yet. I thought you did. Not no, not yet. Oh, well then let's switch that, shall we? Um for my reason, as far as perfection being unattainable, again, Monty Hall is getting a 99 for let's make a deal. Quick, great gimmicks. Zonks were fantastic. It's a show to where even all throughout that time. Didn't need to evolve much, but when it did, it was perfect. And honestly, for Wayne Brady, nothing against Wayne Brady as the host. Again, he's made it his own. Jonathan Magnus also made the Jay Stewart role his own. I'm giving it an 88 simply because how they expanded it, more scriptedness, as we mentioned even if they were to say, all right, doing with some of these elements and cutting it back to the original half hour, it would automatically gain points. I know that wouldn't necessarily work, as I talked about with other shows that are under Fremantle's control, but it's something that if you need a boost and a pinch and something long term, they could easily do that with Let's Make a Deal. Well... And the show's been around for 60 years. It's still ticking. Exactly. With that said, it is time for my final thought. Let's Make a Deal is one of those timeless game shows, right? It doesn't matter... It's almost on the level of the prices, right? It doesn't matter what era you grew up in or what you like enjoyed watching on TV. You probably saw an episode of Let's Make a Deal at least a couple of times in your life, right? Monty Hall, even, you know, may, may rest in peace. Um, he is endured through the ages. And that's extremely difficult to do nowadays. I mean, how many game shows have we featured on this here show this year alone, not even counting last year, where it's like, can this stand up to the test of time today? And the answer to varying degrees of no is no <laughs> because of, you know, what we would consider cancel culture these days. Are and, you indirectly citing my rule 18, sir? And what I have come to coin the phrase of culturally acceptable perversity of the time. Monty Hall transcends that. Mm hmm. Even when they brought him back and he was definitely in the elderly stage of his life um, for the week long Wayne Brady special, the man had the energy. He kept it moving the same way he would do it if he was in his 30s or 40s back when he was doing it in the 80s for that. Honestly. 
I am with Eric. There is perfection is an unattainable ideal to me as well. There are a handful of shows that I would legitimately give 100s to. And based on past conversations we've had on this show, I think it's safe to say we know what those are. Mm-hmm. At least most of them. <clears throat> but with that said, Monty Hall specifically, right? Now, mind you, I like Wayne Brady. I think Wayne Brady's done a good job with the show. The 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 show is endearing, even with the pandemic. And this is a show that probably got hit the hardest by the pandemic, right? Oh yeah. Um, seconds to Price is Right. Yes, I would say. I would say Deal even more so. That show thrives on having an audience. Price is Right, not necessarily so. You can pre-screen and you pre-screen and handpick contestants. Monty Hall and Wayne Brady literally just pick people out of the audience at their own whim and will. Maybe nowadays he's got an earpiece in. And the producers are telling him who to go to, but I'm sure Wayne Brady still has some control and some degree of autonomy over who event, who who ultimately gets to play, just like Monty did. But that's a question for the powers that be. My thing with Wayne Brady deal, I like Jonathan Mangum, right? But I think Mangum is trying too hard, and I think Brady is trying too hard to include Mangum in the show. It's a good, mostly organic dynamic, but I think it tears away from the show a little bit. For Monty Hall, whether it was with Jay Stewart or Dean Goss, Monty Hall was great. So much so to the point where honestly, it's a hundred for me. Okay. Whoa. As 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 I'm gonna go ahead and go back to the split screen here, because because clearly reactions. Okay. Okay. Monty Hall and Let's Make a Deal is one of those timeless classics. That regardless of what you try to do to it or how you try to take it, it always is going to be the next step beyond. And there are very few game shows out there that endure to that level. I talk about my personal favorites, right? Which Mm. classic supermarket sweep, Regis Millionaire, sure. But, um, let's make a deal is one of those that falls into that level of timeless endurance and timeless endurance. And if a show can do that to me, I think that is perfection, or at least as damn close as you're ever going to get to it. To warrant a hundred. And that, folks, is my final thought. So where do we go from here? Normally Harry does this. 
Um, normally from here, we talk about what's coming up. Uh, I mean, it is a new month, so we might as well talk about what's coming up next. And I got the perfect little thing for that. So, uh, hold on to your seats, gentlemen. That's right, folks here on life is like a game show in the entire month of May. It is press your luck month. And there he is, the man himself who dared the whammy and won. Just like we're going to talk about the whammy and every incarnation therein. It is press your luck month here on Life is Like a Game Show. The next five weeks, we're going to be talking about big bucks. As we try to avoid the whammy, as we talk about the most exciting game show on CBS from the W2M Network, we're talking about Press Your Luck. And now on ABC. As you ignore that right there. <laughs> Old outdated stuff is outdated. We'll edit that in post. So, yeah, the devil. So, to start things off, tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow, as in we're going to be doing this in about 24 hours to the hour. The devil will be in the details as we go back, 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 back to 1977. We talk about Jim Peck of Great Fall Down Fame as he has three contestants face against the devil. And, of course, because he's a nice guy, he gives everybody a second chance. Week two. Week two. Us three players and a Harry Broadhurst will be after big bucks as we try to avoid the whammy as we play the most exciting game of our lives. Here live from the W2M Network, we're talking about Press Your Luck. And, of course, the star of Pressure Luck, Peter Tamarkin. I tried to do my best rod running there. That was a good rod. And be forewarned, that's going to be yeah, we're, we're, our land speed record. We're, we're, yeah, be forewarned, folks. The month of May, we gave you a break in April, right? Some nice, easy hour, hour and a half, two hours at the most, right? Second chance is short enough from it's not going to necessarily get to that level, but it'll probably be the most in-depth review of second chance you've ever seen because we have literally all the video footage that exists of it. It's not that much. Believe me, I tried looking myself. All right. So week three. Yes, week two, we will be talking about Press Your Luck and all things Peter Tamarkin and all things that lovely little red devil, the whammy. And in week three, which will be aired live, if not taped, on a very special day, May 19th, we will be talking about the one the only Michael Larson. Yeah, that is shopped. That is definitely shopped. But apt. 
Yes, we will be talking wholly and specifically about this man, the man who broke CBS daytime, Mr. Michael Larson. With, gentlemen, say it with me, 110000 $237,000. The man who broke the board, the man who broke CBS, and the man who reshaped daytime game shows forever. And gave poor Kent Brockman a damn near heart attack. This one is going to be a long one, folks. Afterwards. And you thought the A&E biography of Gilbert Gottfried went on for a while. You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Week four. Week four, going back to our normal Tuesday slot, we will be talking about Whammy, the all-new pressure luck with Todd Newton and those notorious double whammies. I loved the double whammies. I thought the double whammies were underrated, honestly. As someone would like to say around here, blah, 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 double whammy, blah, blah, blah. Come on, mess with you a little bit. Watch out, the whammy's about. Yep, we are going to be talking about that, Red Devil. Our fourth week of May, which would be May 24th. And then to end the month, quite literally, on May 31st, we will be talking about the new ABC revival of Pressure Luck, soon to be in its third season. Wow. With... None other than Elizabeth Banks. So two, two be, words, bonus round. So be prepared, folks, because we're going to be talking. It's going to be whammy central here on the W2M network, a part of American Whammy Media. Hmm. 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 <laughs> And uh, it's going to be so intense. You might even hear a. You might even hear an actual national television host swear on air. Oh, well, put it to you this way, because you know we like to put things in cricket terms, especially myself. The month of putting things in cricket terms is a W two Web Network new gimmick exclusive. March. Was our first test. The price is right. We've given you a little break. T20s, maybe an ODI thrown in this month as things go. May is going to be another test match. It's going to be some long innings. It's a hard, dry pitch, an easy scoring wicket. Y'all be prepared. We're warning you now. Yes, but please tune in this month. Life is like a game show, 11 p.m., between 11 and 11.30 p.m. here, live 
on the W2Web Network. Eric, why don't you take us out of here? Tell them where they could normally find us if we were live and this were a normal episode of Life is Like a Game Show. And uh, I would say we get to go the hell home, but we we there's a news desk that has to be talked about. So we have a news desk special to do as well. Now, normally, as we uh, have a little visual tribute to those of our visual viewers, normally when we go on live Tuesday night between 11 and 11.30 Eastern Time, you can see us live on Facebook, facebook.com slash W2M Network. For now, Twitter, twitter.com slash W2M Network. For now, Twitch, twitch.tv slash W2M Net. For now. For now. And occasionally live, but always in some form of delay on YouTube, youtube.com slash W2M Network. For now. For now. And How- folks, folks, Pressure Luck Month is that damn big here at Life is Like a Game Show. We may actually be going live on YouTube. So definitely stay tuned for that one. And as always... If you prefer your podcast orally, never fear. Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox, rate and review was five, five stars on Spotify. You heard him. You heard him. He said five stars, five stars, five stars, five stars, five stars on Spotify. You guys combined said it seven times, though. I'm the five-time world champion. Can you dig it? Suck it up! Shout out to our buddy Harry Broadhurst, who was not seen tonight. Uh, uh, Podbean, Overcast, Castbox, Google Pods, Apple Pods, iHeartRadio, you name it, we're on it. And if we're not, then, ladies and gentlemen, be like Marty Bass. Send your hate mail to s.garmer at gmail.com. Sorry, Marty. It'll find its way to him. We'll be out there. Now, if you need somebody else to come in and pinch it, there's one person you shouldn't have do that. Because they should always be spayed and neutered for producing bad brackets. Yes. Randy. Randy. More him later. I mean, if you if you wanted to see him in action, not only could you see his latest foray in the brackets on the greatest sports movie of all time bracket on Point of Viewer in the W2M archives, but the BWRRSR Sports Special Extravaganza Sports Reporters Special, also in the W2M archives on, on YouTube. In the future, maybe we should stick to letting me do that part. Well, you weren't saying anything, now were you? You didn't set me up for the sports in black and white. Well, I wasn't going to necessarily do that because that was Randy-centric. Blame that guy. Anyways, that's all we got for tonight, folks. Thank you so much. If you're watching this on YouTube, we apologize for the delay last week that caused us to cancel the show. We do thank you for sticking around as we covered... Let's make a deal here on Life is Like a Game Show, a W2M Network feature presentation. My name is Brian Espinosa. On behalf of Jonathan Nielsen and Eric Watkins, have a good night. We'll see you. You forgot something. What did I forget? Allow me to prompt you.
with a visual reference on a possibly audio podcast. Social Sir. You can find me online at the Andesian on Twitter. You can find Mr. Eric Watkins next to me at Squid Sports Head on Twitter and a lot of other places. But if you find him on Twitter, you undergo a strict and thorough vetting process. He'll tell you not only where you can find him on Facebook with the guy, wine, recliner, and so forth. He'll also allow you to get access to his uh, not family safe content and accounts. And you can find the guy down below me at JTN2002 on Twitter. He's also on Instagram, but you got to put an NY at the end. He also has a Facebook, but he doesn't give that out. That's it. That's the show. We're over time. We got to go home. On behalf of myself (laughs) and the guys here, thank you so much for listening to Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network. Good night.